Thomas Paul Conover, a Texas participant in the events of January 6, goes on trial this week for two misdemeanor counts, one for entering a restricted building and another for disorderly conduct. But the real charge should be failure to take a decent selfie with a craft beer and the flagrant abuse of the term beer when referring to Coors Light. The mastermind behind the Jesse Smollier assault was found guilty this week, and unfortunately for Smollier, he'll be sharing a prison cell with this mastermind. Game developer Joseph Fares, known for cursing at the Game Awards, doesn't disappoint in this water-is-wet story by dropping a couple F-bombs during his speech. And I've got some big news to share on tonight's show. We'll cover some of that, none of that, and most likely nothing substantive tonight. I'm your host, Blue Shark 45, and this is a GNA podcast. Hail, salutations, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the GNA Podcast. I'm your host, Blue Shark 45, and once again, I am joined by one man, a reliable man, a bearded man, at least I think. A man that you can't see because yes. I never turned on my video. <laughs> yes, yes, Deckard Kane did not turn on. And that's right, folks, Cecil's not here. I've got Deckard Kane. He's going to be here through the entire show. You're not going to hear Cecil's voice whatsoever. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. That's horse uh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing tonight, Cecil? Good, man. I'm good. Tired, but good. That <sighs> just means you worked hard this week mm. or you didn't sleep well. One, one or the other. What about you, man? How you feeling? I, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good. Um, it's a it's a little somber, a little sad, a little bittersweet. But let's talk about good things for right now. Yeah, I like good things. Let's talk about good yeah. things. So let, let, let's, ladies and gentlemen, this is GNA Podcast: Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where we get drunk and we talk about stuff. So let's get into what we're drinking. Cecil, what are you partaking in tonight? Well, I am totally lame, just like I did on my false start earlier. Um, I am not drinking anything because I've got to wake up early and drive to Baltimore. So I am uh, I am partaking in diddly bupkis. Nada. Well, I'm compensating for your lack of drinking and you being responsible and everything. I am, ladies and gentlemen something you've never heard of before on this show i'm drinking a new drink tonight oh please Brand tell me it's not blue moon it is blue moon <laughs> moon haze the juicy i <laughs> juicy pale ale that's right ladies and gentlemen it's blue moon but it's a little different um so uh it's a take on uh juicy haze or uh, voodoo haze or any sort of hazy juicy ipa name that you've heard of but it's made by blue moon and uh, I have to say, I'm on my second one, and it's not too bad. 
Well, not too bad. It's not too good. Um, yeah, it's what's it called? Uh, Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze. A mm-hmm. lot smoother. This has a little bit of a bitter taste at the start. I think I've gotten used to it um, after like the first like two or three sips. Uh, don't have an IBU on it. 5.7 alcohol by volume. It's not too uh, shabby. It's still, say what now? Uh, it's not too shabby. No. It's uh, still got the oranges. Uh, still got wheat. Uh, so I would say they they hung on to the uh, the whole wit beer base, and then they just try to turn it into an IPA, a hazy IPA. It so, definitely has a citrus into it, but I just I'm not a huge fan of that bitter like start to it. Hmm. It goes away rather quickly, but I feel like it's it kind of distracts from the overall enjoyment of it. Okay. But wanted to try I wanted a blue moon for tonight and I figured I'd try something a little bit different than a regular old blue moon. Well, that's mighty white of you. Mighty what of me? (laughs) (laughs) What did you call me? Dude, I have seen you. You are the whitest white boy I have ever met. I, I am. I just you're in Florida too, which I yeah, mean, I'm can't figure that really one out. Really pale, really pale. I don't know what it is because it's this is a, there's like a complete 360 from my childhood, my appearance to now. So my childhood, blonde hair or brown hair, um, from what I remember, I had blonde hair from going in the pool too much when I was really little, but brown, light brown hair. Out in the sun, out in the pool, tan skin, and my sister was always jealous of me that I was able to tan easier than she did. Uh, and now we've completely switched roles. She tans. I guess she maintains all of that. I don't. I get farmer's tans. I don't spend as much time outdoors anymore. Um, and when I do, I cover up and I put sunscreen on. So, yeah. I am one pale son of a gun with dark hair, and all I need is an all-black outfit and eyeliner, and you can call me emo. I I don't have to wait that long. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. I mean, I could just go straight forward if I really wanted to. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's also get into some other good stuff. State of Games. Or we uh, we talk about what we've been playing, what we think about what we've been playing, or as Cecil likes to say, pontificate on the state of games. So, uh, Cecil, what is uh, what's your state of games? Well, my state of games has been pretty chill, to be honest. I uh, I started up a new job, so I haven't really been I haven't really had a lot of time on my hands. However, I have been playing uh, some Destiny 2, the new 30th anniversary content dropped. So I've been playing a bit of that, which um, it's been pretty good. Uh, I've, they brought Galahorn back, which is, uh, I mean, they brought a lot of weapons back, actually. Thousand Yard Stare, um, Galahorn, they brought back uh, no Ias Luna. 
you know what? I don't. They haven't had. They haven't brought back No Land Beyond, but they do have uh, Dead Man's Tale, which is kind of like a, sh- a short or a yeah, it's like a short range. Um, no Man's Beyond. It's a it's a scout rifle, but it's iron sights and it hits like a freight train. Um, pretty decent weapon. If you haven't gotten it, it's uh, you run. Oh God, I believe it's presage to get it. Uh, I think you have to have season thirteen, season of the. No, maybe it's season of the splicer. It's either thirteen, thirteen or fourteen. It's one of those seasons back there. But that gives you access into Dead Man's Tail, uh, which again, good good weapon. But they brought back Yallerhorn or Galahorn or however the hell you want to call it. Uh, that's the solar rocket launcher that when it fires, it fires off. Cluster bomb, or not cluster bombs, wolf pack round. So it basically it hits and detonates and then it launches off some seeker missiles that uh, just wrecks house on whatever the hell comes up. Um, it's pretty good. It's pretty fun. Uh, the new dungeon is pretty, enterta- pretty entertaining as well. Um, it's, uh, I forget exactly what it's called, something of something. AOG is its, um, is its, abbreviation um is that like a prison of elders kind of dungeon yeah it's it's a it's kind of like a it's kind of like a three-man kind of mini raid um a lot of them can be soloed very easily they're just you know it's just solo just like soloing anything else just takes time Um, there's been several dungeons one of the dreaming city the uh, shattered throne um there's the prophecy dungeon that's out still and then this newest one uh the fun part about this newest one is did did you play destiny one at all i can't remember oh oh yeah i played destiny one i played a lot of um i'd have to say uh, it wasn't until they came out with destiny two i guess um the red war like i that after that i kind of like dropped off for me well were you there back at the beginning Oh, when Destiny dropped, or did you jump in like after oh, Taken King or something? I, I was I was in there for like I I think they announced Destiny and then I like consumed whatever information existed, and then three or four months down the road, I heard about betas coming out, pre-ordered. I listened to Guardian Radio and Warlock School. Like I was in this game. Okay, so you remember the loot cave then? Oh yeah. So yeah. the actual new dungeon uses the loot cave as an entrance, um, and it's it actually uses it in a very humorous and funny way. In fact, they they use this the same dynamic, the same uh, mechanic, I'll say, to throughout the entire dungeon. Um, and what it is is you, basically you stand there, a bunch of ads spawn in the loot cave and they drop Ingrams, but they're not Ingrams that you can use. They give you a, they give you something called burden of wealth. Uh, and if you have burden of wealth for longer than 30 seconds, uh, you end up dying, you know, it just kills you, but you have to get this burden of wealth and deposit it at a crystal. And once you deposit it, this crystal inside the loot cave, it'll actually open up underneath the loot cave and allow you to continue on with the rest of the dungeon. It's, it's a very humorous and funny way that it, uh, that it's, it uses the loot cave. It's kind of tongue in cheek. Um, in fact, this whole, this whole 30th anniversary content is kind of tongue in cheek. You, you, 
if you remember Zer, the agent of the nine, he's he's in it. And he's got a new uh, six player. It's kind of um, God. What the hell is it called? It was it was a version of Gambit, like Gambit Requiem or something like that. And it's it's basically it's that you play a roulette of enemies that are going to spawn. You go and you kill specific enemies, and the entire time Zer is giving a kind of a an announcer from a game show portion from a game show point of view. Uh, there's a, a a stellar horse. It kind of looks like a cross between uh, Nightmare and Black Beauty. It's uh, it, it's it's very humorous. It's very tongue in cheek. It's kind of it pokes fun at not only himself but the agents of the nine. And he just it's it's entertaining. It's just it's kind of all around fun. Uh, the drawback, of course, is that there's now new currency to deal with. New you know. Uh, new weapons to track down and get uh, which one of those weapons is is luna and if you have ever heard me complain anything about destiny one my one big gripe was that i never got my god roll is luna before i stopped playing destiny so now i get another opportunity and sure as hell guess what i'm playing with a guy that i know from uh, my work or from my old work because his name is crimson elk uh, or Mike, and I don't know how he wants to go by, but he, um, we go in there first drop. He gets an IS Luna. What's he get? Gets Rangefinder <laughs> Kill Clip with a Range Masterwork on it. I'm just like you, <laughs> son of a. And he's been rubbing that in my face pretty much the entire time. However, in his defense, he never has anything to rub in my face because he, when we were trying to go get him Vex Mythic last. I actually got it dropped for me instead. When we went to go get a thousand uh, one or a thousand voices, literally the last time we went and ran it, I had two one Ks dropped for me, and he had none. So that he got the Is Luna, he he actually deserves that because, yeah, he's been getting crap drops. RM Jesus has not been good to him. But uh, other than that, I have been playing some Graveyard Keeper. Um, actually, I've got it fired up right now. I'm just starting up some of the new content on it. Um, and Graveyard Keeper is just a fun, just a fun game. It's just, it's, it's entertaining. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's kind of, it's Stardew Valley, but it's, it's not, it's, it's Stardew Valley, but you chop up corpses and package the meat and send it off to, uh, send it off to the, to the local inn. Um, they've added some new content to it, which is why I jumped on. You can now have a, a tavern. You build a barn. There's um, so much more content now. There's just so much to do. And I'm actually, I'm, I'm kind of, kind of ticked at myself because I've been playing this on my Switch. And my one big gripe about the Switch is just its performance on the Switch. It's just garbage. It just, it does not play well on the Switch whatsoever. Yep, plugged in, docked or not, it just does not play well. And I'm here on my computer, and it's just running so crisp and so smooth. There's no stuttering, there's no lag, there's no jittering. It just plays so nice. And I'm so upset because I should have been playing it on my computer versus my Switch, but I just wanted to have something to play, and my Switch was portable. Once that Steam Deck comes out, though, I'll be switching right back over to this. You think the Steam Deck's going to be the better handheld? For me, probably. 100%. Um, I have way more games on 
Steam and PC than I, I ever ever will on Switch. Um, so just just for me, it's going to be a, a significant boon. Um, e- even if you take, out of all the games that I have, even if you only take the ones that are remote play friendly, not even controller friendly, but just remote play friendly, there are way more that I have there than I'll ever have on Switch. So uh, I definitely think it's going to be a, a great thing for me. Um, I'm backing it all the way. I've, I'm just anxiously awaiting it to show up. Uh, as soon as it does, I'll probably be playing the hell out of it. What about you, though, man? What's your state of games? So, uh, Pokemon Go. Uh, Season of the Heritage. So, we talked about this uh, last week. I'm on step 15 of 15 of the Season of Heritage Stardust Challenge. Uh, I got like 1,500 Stardust of 20,000 that I need. Mm. But, you know, you get the dailies and you blow through the stuff. I blew through this pretty quick. So they had something called the Dragon Spiral Descent Collection Challenge that they started. When did they start that? Like a day after um, the, the Stardust Challenge dropped. And it was collecting, let's see here, 10 different Pokemon. And I had 9 of 10 on Wednesday. Oof. And I was doing pretty darn good. And it doesn't expire till the 12th. Nice. So, um, I was doing pretty good. And then one of them pops up and I go, oh, I need this guy, the 10th guy. Throw the Pokeball with a spin, get a great, breaks out. I'm like, all right, whatever. And I throw a different higher grade Pokeball. Breaks out of that one. Well, this is getting annoying. Throw a candy at him or a berry. Spin it. Great throw. Breaks out of it and after like the first shake. And I'm like, what the hell? And then he runs. And it's that dragonfly uh, version of Trap Pinch. Like the second evolution, Vibra or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he is the hardest one to find. Could not find him. Meanwhile, Dragonair is popping up left and right. The other hard one to find. And I'm like, son of a gun. I can't find them. For the life of me, I cannot find them. And I kept looking. So I had my phone, like, checking that throughout the day yesterday. And then I was checking at work today randomly. And I saw it. And it was down the road. <laughs> so I left work for, for, for 10 minutes. And I got that taken care of. Um, I made up the time. I made up the time. I did the responsible thing. I just, you know, I took 10 minutes out of my day to, wasn't like that pressed or that busy. So I got that done, which was great. I got a whole bunch of Stardust from that. And I got this new dragon Pokemon, uh, Drudgeon, something like that. Okay. He's, uh, he's like, a. He looks like a prehistoric dragon. He's pretty cool. Uh, apparently, he goes after Diglets or something like that. Goes in their holes and waits for them to come, and then he attacks them. So, interesting. So, I got that taken care of, and I was pretty happy about that. So, I've Pokemon Go has been getting a lot of my time and attention, but I'm proud to say that I still have only dropped... $10 on the game in total. Well, I've good. been playing for years. 
at this point. Like I, I try to avoid giving them any money. And then before we started, while I was waiting for my darn PC to restart, I started getting into Halo Infinite. I'd played a uh, multiplayer tutorial uh, last weekend, weekend prior. Okay. Um, and then now the campaign's out. So I just started getting into that. I'm not even an hour into it. So pretty, pretty still new and interesting. I don't know what they've done. I know originally they were, they were teasing the, uh, you get on the ring and it's open world run around. We'll see. Um, haven't gotten to that part yet if that part still exists. So I just, I saw something on Twitter today that reminded me that Halo's out because um, I've been busy. And uh, I just, I want to get into it. And so I'm going to get into it and go play the campaign. And I'm sure I'll do uh, some multiplayer. Maybe, uh, I don't know if they have it, but I know the. Uh, Spartan Ops, that kind of stuff was really cool. And then they had something else where it was like um, Warzone mob kind of thing. You have to go after like bosses and a bunch of ads stuff. I think it was called Warzone. Well, I know there was a there's a Call of Duty Warzone. Well, there was, there was, I think it was a Warzone was the game mode for Halo 5. All right. And that was enjoyable. I remember playing that in, with Stainsby. I mostly played that with Stainsby when he would stream for some charity. Um, it was always fun and entertaining. But yeah, so that's my state of games. Now, now let's, uh, let's get into... Announcement, ladies and gentlemen, this is my last podcast. Now, this isn't my last podcast ever. I'm sure I'll come on in the future randomly at times. But um, as Cecil knows, this is my last podcast is one of the GNA crew members. So stepping away from administration uh, the the social media stuff, helping with editing, and then being on here every other week. Um, I know I've been pulling back on that because of personal things going on in my life, you know, making sure my wife's happy. Because um, if she's happy, then, you know, our marriage is, is happy and healthy. But uh, it's gotten to a point where I need to focus on my marriage some more. Um I need to focus on my career. There's some moves that I want to make in my career. And I feel like I can't dedicate the amount of time that I want to to this show. Like, I, I don't like it when I just hop on and I haven't done anything all week. Like, I haven't read any news. I haven't played any games. And I'm just in the dark about everything. And the only thing I can sit here and talk about is politics because that's the only thing I listen to during the day or some random audiobook about history or some other thing. And it's just like, I feel like that's a crap 
um, preparation and I feel like it's not my best performance. So I don't feel like I have the time all the time because, you know, my, my wife, my family and my career need my time and attention as well. So I'm going to step away, come in when I got the time, you know, add something to the show when I'm here. Um, and, uh, Hopefully, uh, Cecil can find someone to who will replace me and be just as good. If not, well, sorry. Hopefully, someone will be better than me because, quite frankly, you know, I'm, you know, you guys deserve better, and I'm horrible, and I, I don't know why y'all listen to this show. But um, <laughs> hopefully, uh, things will things will work out. How about with Cecil with like the edits and stuff, so we can keep this show running because it's always fun to come on here and talk with with friends and stuff shoot the shoot the shit so to speak so i'm gonna step away and i'm also stepping away not not that there's anything wrong with our marriage but i'm mostly stepping away to focus on spending more time with my wife and making sure she's happy because we are expecting our son here this spring um so this is our first child and uh, we're really excited about it and i'm i'm looking at an ultrasound photo of him right now and i'm uh you know, I'm just, I'm just thrilled. You know, we, uh, I'm actually a man. I, you know, got it done first time. You know, we got a son, um, doing better than, uh, what's that, uh, King Henry, the whatever, the sixth, the fifth, the 14th. I don't know, remember British history, but, you know, doing better than King Henry. Can make a, make a son on my first try. Uh, so. We're really excited about that. We're, we're starting to get stuff together for them and, uh, you know, buying furniture, looking at what we're going to do with the the house, how we're rearranging. We got a whole bunch of stuff behind me we got to go through and get rid of because we got to make room for them. So until he gets here, I want to spend more of my weekends with my wife, you know, making sure that she and I have that time together and, you know, just strengthening our love and our relationship together. And, um, you know, I, uh, I hope that everyone who's been listening to this show has enjoyed it thus far and will continue to enjoy it. And I hope you Cecil will, uh, will be able to continue doing this. And I hope you will be able to find some people who can help out. And then who knows, maybe in the in the future, you know, once we have the babies here and we've gotten settled, I'll have a better idea of what I can do. And maybe I can contribute in some small way, maybe not as much as I was before, but, you know, maybe like I can focus on one thing and, you know, help to keep making this show great. Because I know that's one of the things that I've really enjoyed about this podcast is, is when you and I took over this as a temporary thing, like we had ideas and we were trying to make it really good. And until <laughs> I think, I think in all honesty, until Brittany came along, um, you know, like I had all this free time because, you know, when you're a single man, you know, you have all this time to focus on stuff. Uh, so I know I, I felt like I was going ham in the beginning and then, you know, like life, life kind of got in the way, you know, more responsibilities at work and, you know, trying to maintain a long distance relationship and all this other stuff kind of got in the way. But I hope that 
you know, that momentum, you know, maybe like we've lost some of it, but I hope that you're able to find someone to help you continue carrying that momentum forward. And I hope all of you continue to listen to this show. Um, I hope you all continue to share this show and to to send stuff to us. And maybe one of these days, you know, I've, we've only been doing this for, what, five years now, Cecil? Uh, maybe one of these days we'll actually get an email. <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> I do too. But, you know, I... I'm not going to sign off right now, guys. We're, we're, we're going to get into some other stuff on this show, but I just kind of wanted to throw that in there. And, uh, and uh, you know, I'll save the, 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 the tearful goodbye for the very end. But let's get into some topics. So I want to know, random question. I never got anyone to reply to this one, but uh, I want to talk about Gifts. Christmas is coming up along, you know, here in 15 days. And I was thinking back to gifts that I've gotten. Uh, so, Cecil, I've thought about, like, what I got as a kid. I remember there's a there's a play school train set that I love. And it became, once once I got it, that became the christmas decoration like it was under the tree every year and then we made i made the loop like he could make a figure eight track um and it could do other things i remember running it off the couch a few times but it also had this uh had enough pieces that i can make a, a circle and we'd go around the tree skirt and we run around the the christmas tree and you know we'd have all the presents under there it was just I don't know, just pister, picturesque, perfect Christmas right there. So that was like really great gift. But then I started thinking about like getting older. And as you get older, um, sometimes your priorities change. Sometimes it's like, you know, what do you want for Christmas? And you're like, I don't know. I don't know what I want for Christmas. But I, you know, I, I could use some socks or something like that. So... I was thinking about some of the gifts I've I've gotten over the past few years, and they seem kind of lame. So, a vacuum cleaner. I got a vacuum cleaner for Christmas one year. Uh, I was moving out of an apartment uh, that I had been living in with one of my friends for a few years. He was moving uh, to who's going to move back down to where I used to live down in Tampa, and. Uh, so I had to get it in my own place, which means I needed a few things. So I needed like a vacuum cleaner because I got rid of my vacuum cleaners when I moved here because he had one that was better and, you know, we had dogs in the apartment and the better one was better at getting the dog hair up. So I really loved this Dyson vacuum cleaner. So I asked for that for Christmas one year. Um, and it's that's a pretty lame gift. But in my opinion, one of the best gifts I've gotten. Like, it's useful, it's handy, and, you know, it was going to, you know, it comes comes in handy, helps keep the house clean. So, I want to know, Cecil, what kind of lame gift, like, gift that you, you wanted for Christmas, that you asked for, that you got, that seems kind of lame to someone else, but is like a really good gift 
um, in your mind? Do you have anything like that or am I just the only weird one in this group? So, the trouble is I don't actually ask for anything for Christmas. Um, I, uh, I'm a bit of a hoarder. So, if I ask for anything, so I guess I, I guess I do go lame because if I ask for anything, I ask for something consumable because if I'm not going to, if it's not something that I can use, I just don't want it laying around and just basically cluttering things up. So I'll ask for, you know, um, car parts or, uh, you know, uh, you know, just just things that uh, things that I can consume. Uh, one year, I had asked. I had t- my my uncle had died in November, so I literally took his. He had a uh, an O three Impala that you know just the uh, the whole braking system on it was just destroyed. So I asked for rotors and brakes for Christmas for it. So that's what I got. And then came that January, I went outside and I put them on. And I found that uh, as I'm tearing it all apart, realizing that it's not just brakes and rotors, it actually went back to calipers and brake lines. And, you know, so I basically took any money that I got for Christmas and I'm in a junkyard pulling out calipers to put on an 03 Impala so I could just bring the thing back to life and drive. Um I mean, I think that's. I think that qualifies as pretty lame for gifts. But you enjoyed that gift, right? Uh, I mean, enjoy is a loose term. Okay. I, I needed it to put a vehicle back together. It was a pain in the ass to put everything back together because, well, it was literally putting a car back together that was not taken care of whatsoever. So it's a huge pain in the ass. But I mean, I did enjoy getting them and then, you know, kind of at the end of it all, looking at it going, yeah, I did this. I put this thing back together. It drives now. It's actually road legal. Nice. Man, that's that's a good feeling. Yeah, I got uh, I got two more. Um, I uh, I really liked my, my buddy that I was living with. He had uh, a, a Santoku knife. So it's it's the Japanese chef knife. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like a chef's knife for those of you who don't know. And instead of having that point at the end, you know, it kind of comes to this uh, the blade runs along and then it starts to curve up and then it has a the top kind of comes down and as it curves up they meet and you get this point. It's good for getting in there and and doing um Certain things like removing meat off of bones and stuff like that, or other like you know delicate work that you need to do, but you don't want to grab another knife for. Santoku is a Japanese version of a chef's knife, but it doesn't have a point. So instead, it's mostly just a flat, a level. Oh, sorry, not flat blade. It's a level blade that canters a little bit up at the end, but it's that point noses down. So you don't have that ability to do a lot of stuff that you can do with a chef's knife. But I find that, like, I liked the, the I don't know what else to call them, but dimples that are along the blade. I feel oh. like it made it. From where it's hammered? Is that what yeah, th- those yeah. are the dimples you're talking well, about? I don't, no, it doesn't. I, they're, like, deliberate. They're, like, I don't know. 
They're almost like they've carved pieces out of the steel hmm. more than anything. But it, it made it so that I felt like that air, those little gaps made it, made things stick less to the blade when I was cutting. Like, I feel like with a chef's knife, I feel like I'm carrying, like, as I'm slicing, like, vegetables, like zucchini, squash, something like that, or onions. I feel like it just sticks to the chef's knife, and it only comes off as I slice the next piece, and it gets pushed off, and it goes wherever on the cutting board. The santoku, I feel like I can slice things, and I can hold an onion together all sliced up, and it won't stick to the blade. It just kind of stays off so it was really great and i love cooking so i really enjoyed having that knife when i asked for it for christmas and i asked for you know i asked for a nice one that matched the set that i already have made by the same um company and i just used the crud out of that thing and it's great i mean when i make jerky that's my knife i go to knife ice you know i've got a sharpener that's specifically made for sharpening something with that narrow of a blade or that uh, shallow of an angle for the blade. Uh, so I think it's like 15 degrees and like British and American blades are like 20 degrees or something along those lines. Hmm. But I really liked that one. And then more recently, I had an old leather holster for my firearm and it had a plastic um, hook for clamping it to my belt or my waist and I had gotten into a car accident and a piece of that had broken off and it was kind of just a piece that helps you you know it helps you to to uh, pull the piece of plastic away a little bit so you can take it off the belt a little bit easier it, that broke in a car accident um, but for years it was still working fine I had no problems with it well, Thanksgiving gets here. My wife's sitting on the couch, and I and I'm sitting next to her. And I get up because um, I'm not at my home, so I have my have my firearm on me. And I go and I use the restroom. And then I, when I come back, I go to sit on the couch. But she had scooted in a little bit, so when I sat down, the the plastic caught on the side of the couch Ooh. and it sheared it off. So it broke it. I was just like. Ugh. And she like looks at it and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, honey. And she's like, it feels like that was my fault. And I was like, nah, stuff happens. And she's like, well, you know, you can always ask for one for Christmas. And I said, well, I need one sooner than Christmas. So she's like, okay. So we go out shopping the next day for other things. And I tell her, says, I want to go to the gun store. So you go to the gun store and I'm thinking about buying another one of these leather holsters. Nothing fancy. I know some, a lot of my friends, they like swear up and down about these molded holsters and they're like, they they specifically made for a gun. So you, they take the gun and like, so let's say like it's a, um, say it's a Glock, it's a Glock 19 or something like that. And they specifically take a Glock 19 and they mold the plastic to it. So it, it, it captures all the grooves and everything on the Glock 19 and it's fits it so it reduces the amount of excess material you have forms to it perfectly and you can and it's got screws that take these two pieces of plastic um and you can tighten it and loosen it so you can get the desired 
resistance to when you need to pull it out of the holster. So I'm looking and they have these formed ones and that's all they've got. So I'm looking for mine in this, the gun owner come, gun store owner comes over to me and I tell him what I'm looking for. I'm telling him I like, I need it for inside the waistband, this side. And he's like, I got one. He's like, he's looking, looking, looking. He's like, here you go. He's like, you want to try it out? I was like, sure. And he gives me one of the guns from the case because I didn't have mine on me. And he lets me try it out. And I'm like, ooh, I like this. And I love that darn thing. Like, I, I have to actually tell myself, like, no, Sean. Like, this is my new toy. Um, it, that's just... It's, it's a simplistic way of looking at gifts for me. Like, that's my new toy. And, like, I'm really excited about it. I really love it. And I just, I love it that my wife bought this for me. Like, it's, it makes me really happy that she did that for me. And it's, like, simple things like that, I guess, you know. Like, they're lame. It's a lame gift. Wow, you got, like, a holster for your for Christmas, Sean? Like, you know, like, five-year-old me would be looking at you like, that's kind of lame. The gun's cool, but the holster's kind of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, if you guys got any lame Christmas gifts, it's not Christmas yet, you can always email us at GNA Podcast um, at GNA in your DNA dot one. We'd love to hear about that. You got any others? Just trying to think of just gifts I've gotten over the last. I mean, I get coal every year, but. That's just a running Seriously? joke. Yeah, yeah. It's just a running joke for my wife. Nice. Um, at I one point in time, that. I was uh, God before I started venturing down this working on my career path and you know ruining the rest of my life. Uh, I actually wanted to learn blacksmithing, but I just you know so okay. so getting coal every year was kind of like oh cool hey I'll I'll take that I'll use that to you know learn how to blacksmith eventually. But I've just done so much damage to all of my joints that uh, swinging a hammer is is not something that's going to be in my future anytime soon. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I get I get that. I, I mean, I don't know. As I said, I don't I don't ask for much. I don't really ask for anything. Um, and when I do ask for something, it's typically because I want to get it for somebody else type of thing. Um. Like I got something this year for, it actually wasn't for me whatsoever. It was actually for um, my wife. Uh, somebody asked me, well, what do you want? I said, well, get me this. They said, what are you going to do with that? I was like, I'll figure it out. So your friend got you a Victoria's Secret gift card. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll go with that. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just, uh, I'm, I'm super simple. Like I don't, I don't really want much. In fact, I, I don't really want anything. So when it comes to Christmas, I mean, I, I just, uh, I, I never really, I've never really had a great Christmas experience. So I usually just trying to try to avoid it. You know, I'll, I'll, I just try to get stuff for the kid, make her as happy and, uh, and, enjoying as possible just let her have the fun with it let her you know let her enjoy being a kid um just kind of that part of that part just kind of pass it up for me so i don't really 
I guess I don't really bother. Kind of bah humbuggish, but I mean, it's just one of those things of just not really my shtick. Is that weird? I would say if you're bah humbugging and like not getting anyone anything for Christmas, then or like not wanting to put the tree up, not wanting to sing carols or songs or listen to them, yeah, that's bah humbug. But like wanting rather to give than receive, there ain't nothing bah humbug about that. I mean, don't get me wrong. To do that I, I, anyway. I've been down that road before where I've just been like, I don't want to do a tree this year. I just don't want to deal with it. <clears throat> but um, I mean, now I'm just at the point of. There's nothing I want. So there's, it's like, somebody says, hey, what do you want for Christmas? I was like, uh, nothing. There's there's nothing I want for Christmas. I mean, the, the things that I could possibly want are not things that I could tangibly get. So it's just one of those, it, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. So I'll just I'll continue on trucking. Maybe I can make somebody else happy. Yeah, that's good. Well, let's continue down this this holiday um, theme, and let's talk about some uh, favorite holiday drinks. Now, personally, I don't have like any Christmas drinks, alcoholic wise, that are really Christmas. But I live in Florida. So, uh, Christmas is closer to fall, I guess. Yeah, I was gonna, where you I, live. I was going to say, I don't think you've actually seen. No, you finally saw snow, didn't you? You went I to finally, New York. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah on, a, on a random drive to go to a funeral, I finally got to see, touch, and feel snow. It was great. But uh, for us here in Florida, Christmas can be 80 degrees. It can be 70. It'd be great if it's like 60 or 50 or 40. Um, it just depends on where you're at in Florida and what the weather's doing that year. But, um, one of my holiday drinks is actually, uh, just a very simple thing. It's, uh, apple cider and whiskey. And you can, if you do it warm, I like to more heat up the apple cider, put a little cinnamon in it and, uh, then add the whiskey. It's kind of like a kind of like a hot toddy, but uh, that's like my favorite kind of like this season kind of drink. Kind of gets me in the mood for it. But uh, outside of that, eggnog is really good. I've tried eggnog and alcohol before, and it's just it's never very great for me. But okay, all right. Let's let's back this train up. Let's back this train up way far. Okay. First off, have you ever had misunderstood whiskey and eggnog? Misunderstood. It's ginger spiced whiskey. I have not. Okay. This is something that you need to try in your life before I die, because we got to talk about it. Okay. Eggnog ginger spice whiskey by misunderstood. It's, I I never in my life would have thought that it would have come together and work well, but holy hell does it work well. 
that and apple cider, ginger spice whiskey and apple cider. I actually think I like the whiskey, uh, the, the eggnog with the whiskey more than I like the apple cider. Just a personal preference. It's just yummy. Um, really brings out a lot of different flavors out of that eggnog. Um, and because it's got like that spiciness to it, it, it almost feels like, uh, it almost tastes like it's a, like almost an all spice versus a ginger spice. It's just really, really good. And they just marry so well together. Uh, I just, I think when they were making that whiskey, they were like, yeah, you know what? I think this is going to go great in eggnog. And somebody else went, yeah, you know what? I think you're right. And then the rest is history because it just turns out that good. So, so what's your go-to eggnog? Like, do you have like a brand? Like, is it the store brand? Do you go with Gustav's? Honestly, Stewart's brand eggnog. Stewart's brand out of New York. I don't like eggnog at all. Like in general, I do not like eggnog, but Stewart's brand eggnog out of New York is actually the only one that I can drink without something in it. So if you're asking me what eggnog to go to, run up to New York, go to Stewart's, grab a thing eggnog there. <laughs> it's, it's the way to go. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about buying eggnog today, but then I was like, I don't know. My wife hasn't said anything about wanting it. So I'm like, I don't know uh, if I should get it because uh, like the first few glasses are really good. Then after that, it's just really creamy and it's just way too much for me. But uh, that's maybe why you I'll, gotta mix uh, the whiskey with it, man. Whiskey makes it happen. Maybe I'll try to uh, look into getting some whiskey. By the time you get to the part where you're like, "Man, this is too creamy," you're like half a bottle in, and you don't care. <laughs> like it, it doesn't ginger. matter anymore. Ginger. They, they should deliver whiskey. to your house. Ginger spice whiskey. Misunderstood ginger spice whiskey. Ginger I can't say them enough. Whiskey. I've probably bought, and I'm not kidding you right now, I've probably bought no less than 30 bottles from them in the last two years. That's how good this stuff is. Are you looking it up? Is that what's happening right now? Sorry, I'm putting this down so I don't forget this. Uh, do you ever drink this with anything else? What, eggnog? Or, oh, ginger spice whiskey? Uh, honestly, yeah, the stuff, the stuff is great. The stuff is great straight. Um, I've mixed it with apple cider, with eggnog. I've mixed it with... I tried it with Coca-Cola. It was okay with Coca-Cola. Um, not exactly something I'd, I'd, I'd just leap down and be like, man, you've got to try this. Eggnog, way better. Um, apple cider, pumpkin cider, or pumpkin spiced apple cider. Oh. Yeah, it's just it's really good on on all those levels. All right. Well, I will definitely look into that. Maybe not this year, but definitely before you die. I was gonna I'll say give you, uh, you. You better look sixty-five. You better look into it this year because next year you're gonna have a kid. And you're not gonna have time to drink. In fact, if you take an unscheduled and unlike uh, requested nap. 
you will get the hell highs. Well, you know, I just, I feel guilty about trying this kind of stuff without uh, my wife being able to. Like, she, I was drinking, she, she made lasagna a few days ago and we were eating lasagna last night and I poured myself a glass of wine because, you know, when you're, you're eating Italian, it's, it's really nice to have like wine with it. And I got this Vintner's Red. It's a blended wine. I've talked about it on the show before. Uh, and she really likes it. And she was looking at me pouring that glass of wine. She's like, you know, I really like a glass of wine too. And I was like, sorry, hon. So I feel like if I go out and do this, because she, she likes cocktails. And I know she likes whiskey. So this would be kind of a little extra torture for her. And I don't know if I want to do that to her yet. I mean, I'm but, okay with you doing that to her. I know you are. In fact, I fully support it. Not only do I support it, I'll fund it. Because I still have your address. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. Um, so, if you guys got any, like, holiday drinks you want us to talk about or, you know, suggestions, we'd love to hear them. You can tweet at us. You can email us. You can shoot us something in the Discord. We'd love to talk about more than this because right now this is all we got working with. Um, oh, but, wait, uh, hold on, hold on. You want more holiday drinks? I mean, I got those. I, mean, I got those droves, man. <laughs> For let's uh, specifically like Christmas ones, like. Mm-hmm. So so w- w- give me give me one or two others that you got. All right. So another great one is one that actually goes all around the year, but it's specifically great for this time of year because it's nutty, it's got creaminess to it, the Nutty Irishman. It's got that hazelnut hit to it, nut, which makes it kind of a very Christmassy, nutty, creamy drink, and they're great because they're super smooth. You can drink like 80 billion of them and not feel it until you go to stand, and then wherever you're standing is now wherever you're falling. Um, it just so happens that they are that good that, uh, you just can't stop drinking them. Uh, so Cecil is showing me a onesie. Uh, it's gray. It has a black silhouette shark on it and it says baby in the center of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I am getting tortured with baby shark memes left and right. Oh yeah, you are. Oh yeah, you are. (laughs) Yeah, you, you can just assume that your any conversation with me is going to have Baby Shark in it somewhere. Oh, okay. All right. Sure. 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 Yeah, if you thought that, like, did you did you actually think you were going to get out of that? Like, did you think no, that was a I thing? No, I didn't think so. No, I didn't think so. I, I was pretty sure there was going to be jokes that were going to be made about that. Yeah, the only way that you were getting of out of that would be if you somehow, some way, some form, were able to actually hide from me the entire time that this kid <laughs> was ever in con- not only conceived, born, but this kid would have to be like 45 because up until then, <laughs> I would still be dropping baby shark memes on you. Like you would you you can you can expect you'll get a phone call from me someday and literally the only thing that will be in the background whether you pick up or not is going to be doo, 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 baby shark. <laughs> That's it. 
I mean, I'm not only going to do that. I'm going to get like all of my teammates at where I'm working to continuously sing it into the phone with me. So it'll be like a choir of Baby Shark. See, this is the problem with you working where you're working because I can go on the social media account and you can uh, you can force the algorithm to uh, display certain things. So <laughs> just on I, my page. Alone. I I wish. Okay, so I wish that I could do that. I am not able to do that. No matter how much I want to, and no matter how much I'll try to figure it out, I cannot do that. However, if I do figure it out, guaranteed. You are going to be the first person that I do that to. <laughs> You'll be sitting there one day and going, wait a minute, this is really weird. I'm scrolling through my feed here and like everything is a baby shark onesie telling me to go buy baby shark uh, Blu-rays streaming baby shark. What the hell is this? And all of a sudden, you're just going to get a call from me and you're going to hear do 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 baby shark and you're just going to be like, you mother... Yeah, pretty much. I'm sure that I'm going to hear no end to that song. Nope. Oh, God. Nope. You can you can try, but no. Nope. Yeah. No. Oh, well. I'll, I'll make sure the kid listens to something uh, a little more classic like Metallica. <laughs> oh, no, dude. Yeah. Metallica, Avenged Sevenfold. You, and I'm just, okay, first off, that kid better be able to identify Tom Sawyer by Rush before I meet them. Because if they can't, <laughs> there is going to be words. And I'm telling you, that song is going to be playing on repeat until that kid is like, all right, dude, I get it. Tom Sawyer, Rush. Can we move on to something else? Yes. This is Manhattan Project by Rush. So so you you were more of a you, – you were the big Rush fan in the group because I, I dabbled into it. Mostly Ready Player One. Had me dabbling more because Tom Sawyer, and then there was another song I forget. Oh God, uh, I think Limelight was in Ready Player One. That or Temple of Series. Yeah. But uh, anyhow, okay. So, what do you have besides a nutty Irishman? What's another uh, Christmas uh, drink that you can recommend? So to our an- another great one, Captain Morgan's with eggnog as well. The spiciness out of Captain Morgan's goes really, really well with the eggnog. Um, I've found that it goes like it, it just it nails it perfectly. Um, I've also am a big fan of White Russians for Christmas. Okay, that's a weird one. I know. All right, but, dude. But I've always been a big fan of White Russians for Christmas. I don't. I don't normally have them because I don't normally have vodka. But you can't think of any other Christmas drinks. I mean, whenever I think of Christmas, I think of peppermint. I think of um, gingerbread. So, like your ginger whiskey and eggnog sounds like a a win. Um, The only other thing I can think of is a peppermint patty. I, I can't believe I forgot this. Muled wine. That is such an old school Yule log. Okay, that's like spiced wine of some yeah, sort. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, you you warm wine up, and you have like nutmeg and clove and cinnamon. Yeah, um, 
sometimes you can add some honey to it if you'd like, but it's a, it's a really, it's an old, 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 um, English drink. Uh, it's, it's, Jesus, God, that thing is, that, that, that's gotta be like 1100. Like, it's, I mean, it's gotta even go back farther than that, to be perfectly honest. It, it's, it's an oh, yeah. old, old drink. Um, they used to call it the peasant's drink because it was, you know, you could, everybody could get a hold of wine. And it was just one of those, yeah, how do you make, how do you, how do you make wine better? Or how do you make wine more festive? Cause, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of, you know, when, when, when you don't have a lot of, when you don't have a lot of money, it's, it's really hard to, you know, it's like when you're, okay, it's like when you're growing up. All right. When you're 21 and you want to go drink with your friends, you don't care if you're drinking Stalingrad vodka when you're drinking with your friends at 21. Hell, you don't care if you're wearing the same shirt you were wearing the past three days in a row when you're 21. When you start to get yeah, older pretty much. And, and you can start making a little bit more money, you're like, hey, you know what? Uh, I, want, I want to get the, I want to go for the Crystal Skull or you know, maybe the Grey Goose or something along those lines or you know, maybe Belvedere going down that route um but for i mean but you got to keep like forever ago there weren't all you know there were still spirits but it wasn't um you know pe- people of high class were the ones that got a hold of spirits yeah you know, if you were you were peasants you just you had would you have you had like ale and mead which is a honey wine yes and you had uh and you had wine well you know how easy it is to make wine you've made wine yourself yeah it's it's relatively simple yeah, so I mean, it's something that's easy, something that anybody could really do. It's not something that involves, you know, any any form of stilling or anything like that. That's you know, when you have some more higher grade spirits where you got to get get your hands on. Um, I'm trying to remember. There was a really, really old. It was called Christmas Punch, and I'm trying to remember what was in it. And I honestly, I just remember that it was. It was either sparkling water or sparkling wine. It had a darker rum in it, but I want to say it had, I want to say it also had like ginger ale in it or something. Maybe it had sparkling wine and ginger ale and dark rum. I just remember there being dark rum in it. Um, hmm. And we used to, you, used to okay. do, you could do stuff like float ice cream in it and stuff like that. You could throw oranges or or even grapes if you wanted to, cranberries. That, cranberries was a real common one. Um, okay. And you already mentioned that the hot toddy, that's, that's a very, very common, common drink. Yeah. Well, I mean, hot toddies, I guess I'll, I'll have any time of the year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely forgot about mold wine. Yeah, mold wine. Mostly because I never do it. I don't make that stuff. I I have made mold wine and geez. I think the last time I made mold, mold wine, I was in Boston Spa. Um, actually, I remember exactly when it was. It was 2007. It was Christmas 2007 in Boston Spa. I was down, um, and I'm not Christmas Day, obviously, but it was it was Christmas time. Uh, I want to say it was beginning of that month. Maybe it was the middle of that month. Anyways, uh, I had 2007. Yeah, 2007. Um, I was not able to drink legally at that age. Not to make you feel old or anything. Yeah, I know I'm old. It's okay. I know I'm old. 
<laughs> so most old people have podcasts nowadays. It's okay. It's okay. We yeah, just go I with know. it. We just go with it. But uh, yeah, I remember I made it then, and uh, the reason I made it was my friend. Um, he was he, like, "Okay, I'm an alcoholic. This dude's way more of an alcoholic." Um, and he wanted he was looking for something to drink, and somebody had gifted him a couple of bottles of wine. And he's just like, "I really don't like wine." I was like, "Well, dude, everybody likes wine. It's like, have you tried mulled wine?" He's like, no, what the hell is that? And I was like, come on, man. Let's go through. I went through his covers. He, and he had uh, he had some cinnamon. He had some clove. Um, what do you have? He had cinnamon, clove, and allspice. Allspice. Um, yeah, because he didn't have nutmeg. So uh, we, I just took it, warmed it up a little bit. And it's, you, know, you don't have to warm it up all that much. I cheated. I, I For the first class to make him try it, I just warmed it up in the microwave, which <laughs> kind of cheating, kind of lame, but it works. Uh and I mixed it in, gave it to him, and he uh, he took a sip, and he's like, "This is pretty good, actually." I was like, "Yeah, it's not it, it's not bad. It really takes off because like with red wine, like I really don't like red wines because they've got that um, maybe it's the dryness. Okay. Yeah, maybe it may, yeah that does there's a leathery feel to him for some of them, like the yeah Marlowe's. Yeah, it just feels like here. Licking leather on your tongue, yeah, just just not not pleasant in my opinion. Um, dry, Some yeah, dr- dry dry is a good a good definition for it. But uh, it was just one of those, just one of those. You know, I don't really like it all that much, but I, that was a way that I could I could get down with it. Like I could uh, I could dig it. And he had never had it before, so when I when he had tried it, he's like, "This is this is pretty good." And then it was one of those. Uh, it's like, what are the tricks you got up your sleeve, old man? I'm like, oh man, I'm not that much older than you are. But uh, yeah, I I taught him so many different drinks. I I you know how many people I've introduced to the Nutty Irishman. Like how simple that drink is. You know how many people I've introduced to that drink. Why don't you tell our lovely listeners what the Nutty Irishman needs? Well, I'm glad that you asked that, good sir, because if you're listening to this and I haven't told you about the Nutty Irishman, the Nutty Irishman is a fantastic drink. Two different alcohols in it. One is Frangelico, which is a hazelnut liqueur. And the second one, I know, hazelnut liqueur. I've already made your stomach turn, but don't worry, it gets better. Next one is Bailey's Irish Cream. Now, you can go with any Irish cream that you want. I prefer Bailey's because if you're going to go, go with the stuff you know. Uh... So you mix it, and depending on how nutty you like it, you can either go two parts Bailey's, one part uh, Frangelica, or you go one part uh, one part Bailey's, two parts Frangelica. I prefer the two parts Bailey's, one part Frangelica. Most people will argue with me and say that it's two parts Frangelica is the way you're supposed to go. If that's too much for you, which I assure you it's not too much for you, but just in case it is too much for you, just uh, mix in some milk with it. Uh, heavy cream, you can go there, or even eggnog. Eggnog might be a little bit too much, but you can do it. Mix all that in to just thin it out, and then just enjoy, have fun, and drink, because I'm telling you what, you're going to have a ton of fun with that drink. Thank you, sir. My pleasure. Well, let's uh, let's get into our uh, our last topic of the night. So, Christmas usually meant video games for me when I was a kid growing up. Um, and while my father 
didn't play video games once with me. Uh, there were things like wrestling uh, that he never let me win. <laughs> I've never pinned my father. Uh, maybe now I could pin my father, but that's mostly because his back bothers him. And, you know, I'd have to be, you know, I have to sacrifice love and affection and, uh, you know, all human decency to probably do something like that. But um, the uh, my opinion on this, and this is this is as a soon to be dad, soon to be rearing the child, uh, father, uh, get good kid. When you're when you're playing with your kids, like you have to teach them what it feels like to lose. So. I don't think pulling punches works because my dad never pulled punches. But uh, I'm curious, Cecil, are you? Uh, do you pull your punches when you when you were first playing with your daughter, or did you? Uh, yes. Do you not pull any? Um. Yeah. So, human psyche is a really fragile thing. And nobody likes to lose. And while you can breed a lot of determination with somebody about just having them continuously try, if you, um, I'm just, it's just like, okay, if you're not good at shooting a basketball, you go and you keep shooting a basketball, right? Until you get better at shooting a basketball. Well, yeah. if, you, if you have somebody that's so far superior in skill to you that no matter how much you practice, you can never actually beat. What's the point in actually practicing whatsoever? You're stubborn and you keep trying. Well, and, and <laughs> that's... I guess is, is what me... Yeah, st being stubborn is great, but, um, I mean, <clears throat> you gotta... The, the way I look at it is you gotta, you gotta take a look at development, growth, um way to handle feelings and not say that you let them win and that's that's not what i'm saying um i'm just saying that okay i can i can lift the back of a car i have been able to for a very long time um i have really powerful legs and i can grab a hold of it and i can lift the thing up okay that's great if i grab those legs around you I'm pretty confident that I will crack your sternum and separate those ribs. Now, if I get into wrestling with somebody and they're really pushing, yeah, I can do that. But I don't because if I do, that will hurt them. Same way with the psyche with a kid. You know, if you, if you crush them so insurmountably, um, the positive that you get from it of, hey, I've taught them a lesson that they have to try harder. Uh, you're also teaching them that, like, there's no, there's no, like, there's no next, like, if it would be a lot different if there was, like, in a video game. Let, let's use this as an analogy. In a video game, you've got easy, medium, and hard. Basics. And Dark Souls. And, and Dark Souls. But we don't <laughs> talk about that. Um, so like when you're <laughs> when you're playing Mario Party with your kid, um, do you have to like crush them into oblivion? No. Can can I make it so that I can I make it so that I have a hundred coins versus their two coins? Yeah, I can. But 
you don't. You just kind of peel it back a little bit. You only get 20 coins instead of 100 coins. You're still winning, but you're giving them kind of that carrot to go after. You give them that, uh, that incentive to keep playing versus just continuously crushing. Now, some, now all depending on the kid, of course. Um, some kids are just completely pigheaded and stubborn and they're going to keep going and going and going and they're going to become the best they can at whatever that is. But let's be honest, not every kid is like that. In fact, a majority of kids are not like that. Um, a majority of kids, if they, if it's not something that's easily accessible to them, they're, they're not going to do, uh, like for instance, playing a guitar, playing guitar is not easy, but if they find a fun way to do it, then all of a sudden they learn how to play a guitar. Um, doing football isn't easy, but if they find the right coach and the right teammates that complement them and they can enhance their skill, then it becomes fun and they continue doing it. You know, if you, uh, I mean, I guess the only, I was about to use an analogy. If you're a football team and you keep losing, do you keep playing? And then I think of the Eagles and I go, well, yeah, I guess you do. <laughs> um, Jets. <laughs> a lot but, of different teams. But, I mean, just, but, but grown adults are, are significantly different than kids. And you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta weigh it with, with, do you want to teach them a lesson and do you want them to, do you want them to have fun and enjoy themselves? And do you want to have fun and enjoy yourself? Um, if the only way that you're have fun and enjoy yourself is by going 150% and winning, um, that's fine. That's not me. I, uh, I don't know. I like, uh, I mean, the only thing that I'm ruthless at is the game clue and I still let people <laughs> okay. win. So you, you, you don't pull your punches with clue. No, I don't pull my punches with Clue. However, I don't pull my punches because my family makes up rules like I don't start with any cards. Oh, because you, you still figure it out. All right. Uh, and All they right. get really upset when I still win and I have no cards. Okay. But that's the thing. Yeah. is that, that that's, that's one thing that I've always been really, really good at. I've always been good at deductive reasoning. So when you look at something and you can put all the pieces together mentally and make it all add up. It's that's something really easy to me. It's, it's troubleshooting. It's problem solving. It's something I've always been able to do. And that's why I've been so successful at what I do, because it's something that I've always been really, really good at. Um, so the game of clue is literally all deductive reasoning. That's all the game is. So when I play clue, uh, I usually start off with, Hey, look, I'm going to lose for the first hour after that. No holds bar. Um, and it always ticks people off because I'll sit there and mark everything up on my on my sheet, and then I'll turn it over, and then we'll continue playing, but my sheet will be turned over. And then when they go and somebody finally says what it is, they'll say, "Well, I want to see your sheet." Be like, "No, it's okay. No, I want to see your sheet." And then they see my sheet, and I see all three of them circled. They're like, "How did you know that?" Like twenty minutes ago, like. I'm observant. That's in, that's impressive. <clears throat> yeah, I guess that's a that's a good point. Um, you know, maybe my father knew that I was stubborn, um, yeah. or maybe he helped breed it into me, and uh, or maybe he was. You know, I'm, 
I'm sure he wasn't trying to kill me. <laughs> I'm sure I was trying harder to kill him than he was trying to kill me. Uh, I do remember. I do remember that. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it was, it was good because, you know, it, it you know, it, it it made a made a problem really challenging. Hmm. So so there's there's the good and the bad of it. I guess you gotta you gotta see you know like morale and stuff. Like my wife would love it if I just crushed my my children in video games and they never wanted to play another day in their life. Uh, she just wanted to be so nerdy. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I would say that that problem solving that you're good at well what what do you do when you face an immovable object you try to figure out how you're going to make that object movable like this is this is a really challenging problem how am i going to go at this i'm going to go i need to go at this a different way i can't just run at my dad's right leg again i got to do something different i got to go i got to figure out like you know shoulders you know like learning how to throw someone off balance, you know, wrestling, um, pinning and all this other stuff. And like watching my cousin tussle and who's older, who does, who competes in this stuff, like figuring out like what it is. But, uh, I, I think, I think it's important because I think it does, I think in some ways, like, not pulling your punches does in some in some people it it breeds determination i think it really does um i think it just depends on what you're dealing with if you're dealing with your kids you know maybe you can make that your kid to turn you know you know to have that determination to i'm going to overcome this and i think you can teach them a lesson like yeah you're going to lose and sometimes it's going to cuz even when it came to like things like sports, I've played games before as a kid where I didn't get we didn't get a run on the board, and it was better for us because it taught us to be more observant and more attentive to certain things. Because getting your butt completely handed to you sometimes makes you better. I marching band. I remember time and time again freshman year the band director would stop the band and he'd be up on this three-story platform scaffolding thing in the on the parking lot looking down at the entire formation and never fails every time he did it we'd be right in the center of the field and the first person he critique would be me for screwing something up so like, he'd like he go he go you he go euphoniums. What the hell are you doing? He's like Campbell. What are you doing? And he like he'd get on me about that. And then the assistant band director would have something to say while he while the band director's critiquing something else. So he'd critique me, um, and then my section leader would turn around and say you suck. And what would I do? I would go home. I'd practice harder. I'd make sure I had my part memorized. I'd fix whatever I wasn't doing right, marching-wise or music-wise. And I'd know my stuff 
significantly better than I did the day before. And then we go to practice. And I remember he'd stop the band and he critiqued someone else. And I'd be like standing there at attention. And I'd just be like, yeah, screw you, man. Screw you. You got nothing to say because I know my crap. So forget you. So like, I don't know, maybe I'm weird, but it's just like that kind of constant criticism, that constant losing. Like if you had to, if you had to say like every time the band director stops the band and has to critique you, you've lost the game. Like that constant crit- criticism, beating down, singling you out in front of all of your classmates, in front of everyone that bred in me this determination to get the band director to shut the heck up when it came to me. Like make him be mad about someone else. That's something that I can't, I can't control the flutes not doing a good job, but I'm going to make sure he's got nothing to say about me or my section. When I became a leader, I wanted to make sure the people in my section practiced or understood what they needed to do out there. When I became a section leader, because that determination made me want to do better. So, so, my only curiosity, um, so there would literally be somebody that was on the management there that would just tell you you suck? Or was that, was yeah, that he other was, students? He, no, he was, a, he was a student. He was a senior. Um, and the funny thing was is that he he was off on some vacation. So, the freshman came in a week before. Um, so, you had two weeks of marching band camp. The first week was for the freshman. So, I was like, hey, you're freshman. Let's teach you marching. Let's teach you fundamentals of marching. Let's teach you formation. Let's teach you commands. Let's get you being able to play a scale while you're moving. Let's teach you how we play stuff in the stands. Let's teach you the basics. So then on week two, when we start practicing what we're the show that we're going to do for the year and checking your ability to handle playing like stand tunes and stuff with all the other people, the juniors, the sophomores, and the seniors who know their crap, we don't have to make them sit there and go, oh my God, the freshmen don't know their crap again. So they would do two weeks of it. So he wasn't there for that first week, but this other girl stepped up and was section leader. She was there that week. And then she was there the following week. And he didn't show up until day one of practice when school started. So this new guy comes in trying to lead me. And I didn't like him. I listened to the I listened to the girl. And he just he was horrible because that's what he literally would say. He would say you suck. He wouldn't be like, all right, Sean, like, let me show this is what you're doing wrong. Here's how you can fix it. Or like, you're, you need, he wouldn't be like focusing on what I'm doing. I would get more help from her during those moments than I would from him. So it got to a point where I literally just told him, I said, don't say crap to me. And he was like, I'm your section leader. And I'd be like, no, you're not. And we get in fights about it. I think he grabbed me once when he was going to get physical with me. And I just, pushed him off of me and I told him I said I'm not going to listen to you like I don't care and he and I just butted heads for the rest <laughs> well, of the I, year I, I was I was about to say that that guy wasn't being constructive or or wasn't pushing you in no. a good manner he was bullying you 
He was. And that's why I never listened to him. Like, the band director told me, he says, Sean, you got this wrong. He's like, get it right. Like, he would tell me what I messed up on. He wouldn't be like, "You, this is how you play your part. Because he doesn't have the time to do that. He's other sections to move on to. The assistant band director would provide a little more detail. And then he would turn around telling me I suck. And then the second time it would happen, the um, the girl who was acting sexually in her during my first week would be like, hey, yeah, just just work on, you know, it's your toes. Your toes need to be higher. Or like, you're not, you're not, you're not stride still too short. Or yeah, 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 you need to hold that note. Like, you need to do this, that. Like, you're sounding a little wobbly, so you need to, like, you need to focus on keeping this, like, stable. Like, you need to glide more, and she would, like, work with me on that stuff. Like, in during water breaks and stuff. So, she was my section leader. The other guy was just, he was just a dick. He's like, oh, yeah, I could be section leader. And he, and she literally, like, I remember this. Like, he was, like, being a dick about it, and I was being stubborn and be like, I ain't listening to you. Like, I would stand there, and he'd be like, Sean, you need to get in formation. Sean, get in formation. And then she'd be like, Sean, get in formation. And I'd be like, oh, oh, sure. Yeah. I'd pop right to it. I'd drop, I, if, you, if I had, if I was making a cake during that time, and this was like the key, like I was, it was like three hours into making this cake. And if I skipped this one step, the whole three hours would have been wasted. And she told me to get into formation. I would have been like, oh yeah, sure. Just to tell, just to show him that I don't give a flip what he has to say for the last three hours. And I only listened to her. <laughs> and he got real pissed off about it once. And she told him, as he says, you're a crappy leader and he's not going to listen to you because you're a crappy leader. <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't stop smiling at that. But yeah, like, I don't know, that kind of stuff, like, I don't know, like, that's, that, that's what I, you get in life. Like, you get crappy leaders, like, you've worked for different companies. Like, and you'll get people who like who come in and who I, I remember here's a real life example. I was doing a bridge inspection in uh, in New Orleans. And so I had to fly out there and I had to be there on Sunday, met up with one of my coworkers who I've never worked with before. He was in it from a different office. And Monday, we started 10-hour days, Monday through Thursday, doing these inspections. He was kind of teaching me the ropes, teaching me some stuff that I didn't know already. Because the next week, there was a newbie coming in, and I had to lead and teach and run that inspection. So Friday, I'm typing up notes. Saturday, I have a fun day. And then Sunday, I go pick up the newbie from the airport, and we get started Monday, we get rained out. We only got maybe 30 minutes of an inspection before the rain and lightning had us pulling away for cover. And then the storms got so bad that we had to roll in and and it takes an hour to get out there and an hour to get back because the inspection boat's so dang slow. The second day, I got two hours of inspection done and then the storm's rolling through. We got to go back in. So I'm expected to get this thing further along than I think I'm going to get and I still got more work to do there's another week that was supposed to come in behind me nope Wednesday finished the inspection I text my boss I told her 
we got this far. We still have this left to do. I think you're going to have to come out here as originally planned for the second week or for next week. She replies back, we don't have the boat next week. It needs to get done. And I'm like, I remember standing there and thinking, I have not seen my wife for over seven days now. I've been working so much. I barely get to talk to her because of the time zone difference. And late nights, like, because it's like the 10, 12 hour days out there. Like today was a 12 hour day and like getting back. And it's like, I can only work until the lights there. And it's just like, it's just like all this crap. And it's just like, this is just a really rough week. And it's like part of the, there's this little tiny voice in my head says, tell her hell no. Tell her the hell no. You ain't going to do that. You ain't going to do it. And then, but the rest of me, like all this determination, all this hard work and knowing like you just, sometimes it's dark souls and you got no point. You got nothing else you can do about that difficulty level except barrel on through. And that's determination. And I think that determination helped me say in that moment, okay, I'm going to go get it done. And it's like, it's this is this big problem. I got to do all of this crap in one day. Because if I don't do all of this crap in one day, I can do Friday. And then guess what happens? I don't get to fly back until maybe Sunday because there's not another flight that'll get me back without a 23-hour layover, and I looked it up, on Saturday. If I flew back on Saturday, I, ha- I would have a 23-hour layover. So I'd have to find a way to extend my stay at the hotel. I'd have to go buy another plane ticket. I'd have to do all of this. I'd have to go sit. If I flew on Saturday, I'd have to go sit in an airport for 20-something hours until the next plane came to take me back for, for a three-hour flight. Because they were going to, like, fly me north to, like, I think Missouri or something like that. And then fly me back. But there was a 23-hour layover in Missouri. So, I'm like, and I'm just thinking about that. And, like, my wife misses me and I miss her. And it's just, like, it's just going to cause tension and stuff. And so, I was just, like, I've got this big problem. How am I going to handle this? How am I going to get all of this stuff inspected, get all the details and information that we need to do our job? And it seems like an insurmountable task. Like this is like, this is a really challenging task. And I figured out a way to pull it off by doing only a 15 hour day. So pulling your punches. Yeah, but that has nothing to do. That has nothing. What you just described there has all to do with crappy work situations, understaffing, Poor planning. That has nothing to do with pulling your punches. That has nothing to do with, I mean, determination. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. But but that's what I think. But pulling, pulling, pulling your punches. Your, yeah, but pulling your punches is, is a, that would be like saying, that, that would be like saying somebody had an option there of making a difficulty level. You, you, made, you made a cognitive choice that you, you your choice was, I want to get home to see my wife. I don't want to have to spend another however long here. I don't want to spend this much time on a plane. You made a cognitive choice that you wanted to do this over doing that. That's 
that's nothing to do with pulling punches or skill level or, or anything of, of the sorts. I mean, those were those are significant situations. Those are significant variables that were outside of your control. Um, I mean, yeah, they were, but it was when things got tough. You don't quit the game. You don't walk away. You don't. I mean, I could have. I could have walked but, away. But here, here, here's consequences. the big difference, though. You weren't beat. I was pretty, but I was worn down pretty but, but much. You, but you weren't beaten. And that's that's the difference and, between pulling your punches and not. And maybe I wasn't beaten because someone didn't pull punches in other aspects of my life. I, I, I can definitely respect that. That's, yeah, that, I mean, that's kind of what I mean now. Like, yeah. I think, I think you have a good point. Like, it, a son versus a daughter, I think I'd pull my punches a little more on my daughter because, you know, women are, you know, emotions, that's something they're more, the more sensitive and think that maybe not your wife. <laughs> no, no, I just, I, I, I know, I know my wife, my wife is, she's more emotional feeling process, like that, how, how things make you feel, you know, like it's, it's about feelings instead me, it's like for, and then like when she comes home and she's like had a crappy day, my mind goes problem solving, problem solving, problem solving, problem solving, problem solving, how to fix this problem, how to fix this. Oh, like your coworker was being a dick today. Well, this is what you can do next time. This is your boss. Uh, you need your, you know, like you don't understand or something. Well, you should talk to your boss. This is how you should approach that, blah, blah, blah. She just wants to tell me about how she feels about her day. And I'm processing it as how can we fix this so tomorrow's better? Like women are more in tune with emotional how does it make you feel and men are more solutions problem solving i i respectfully disagree with you okay i uh i i don't think that's in any way shape shape or form a, a male versus female trait but i can definitely see from from especially what you're describing about how your dad wouldn't let you win in in wrestling and and your standpoint on on tough love, I, I can definitely see where that type of uh, well attitude would come from. Um, it's it's fairly obvious, and that's just a, a difference in opinion between the two of you, between us. And yeah, I mean it's fine. It doesn't. We don't have to agree on everything. I, I, technically, we don't have no. to agree on anything. Um, and that's the no, great we part. Don't. <laughs> that's the best part about things is that. Yeah, but, but just because we don't agree doesn't mean that we can't civilly talk about something, and that's the difference between an argument and a discussion. You know, uh, yes, you know, like one of the big things, especially in the GNA Discord, that will you'll always see, um, and I've had plenty of people get pissed off at me for it, is uh, when a discussion crosses that line of being a discussion to going to a full-on argument um and i and i just i distinguish between the two because you can yes the argument is you can have an argument and it be civil um but what i'm referring to is when it becomes you know it where screw you man you're you're a piece of crap you know well, so when it when it shifts when it shifts from when it shifts from you're discussing two points to becoming personal attacks um, yeah, I'm not going to label. I'm not going to name any names because that, that's that's not fair. Look, look, look. It's it's fine. You name me, <laughs> okay? I'll get over it. Um, I, I I've normally what I do, and I do this. Uh, you know, it, nine times out of ten, if there's a discussion going on, 
I, I let it go. Um, and when things start to get heated, I continue to let it go. The only time that I ever step in is when people start doing personal attacks because the GNA, uh, while we're a bunch of drunkards and we will, we will argue about anything. Um, we also want you to feel safe. We don't want you to feel like this is a place that you're going to be demeaned or, or crapped on because of whatever opinion is. I mean, yeah, you may have to defend your opinion. Um, and that's perfectly fine. If you, if you, uh, I, don't, I don't care. You, you come in and saying Dark Souls are the worst games ever. Okay. Well, if somebody thinks that Dark Souls are the best game ever, you may have a discussion on your hands. Now, if you're able to talk about that and say, well, the difficulty level, the this, the that, the that, and you may have conflicting entry or conflicting points or conflicting views on the same point. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, you either A, say, well, look, we disagree. That's okay. We just disagree. Or you don't. But when it starts to get into the point of, well, you're stupid or, or mocking or personal attacks in any way, shape or form, that's where I step in and I say, Hey, now we got to calm down guys, because now it's going from here's my, here's my, here's my reasoning behind this. Here's my discussion point to I'm just attacking you because I have nothing else left to do. I have no other argument left. Um, and that's really the, I mean, that's the, the, the point of a difference in opinion. I mean, whether whether I think you should pull your punches and you don't think you should pull your punches, we both have valid points. It's all that matters. Um, yeah, I, and that's that is the thing. Like I see where you're coming with with kids. Like if my kid wasn't, if I think if my kid was more like my wife, I think I should pull my punches. Yeah. If my kid is more like me, I wouldn't beat the crap because, out because maliciously like, yeah, around the head and shoulders. <laughs> Because, because it's like you know, it's like if you're stubborn, then you're gonna keep trying and trying and trying and trying. If yeah, I, I, you're not as stubborn, then then it's like it it's it's teaching, it's making it pulling the punch to a. I think what you were talking about is not pulling the punch completely, but just you know, making it just not as hard. Yeah, like I mean, I, instead I, of being, I think you nailed nutty. it on the head. I think it's read the room. Basically, you know, it's, yeah. it's a, and, and I mean, in my mind, and, and this is just, a, I, I think a difference in terminology. When I, when I think pull punch, if you're pulling the punch at all, if you're not giving your hundred percent, then you're pulling a punch. Um, and that's yeah, just and the way I always taught. <clears throat> but I think you've nailed it on the head. I think it's a read the room type of thing because you're absolutely right. If it's somebody like your wife, then they're quite possibly more emotional and more sensitive to, um, Things of that nature, and they may and they may be turned off from. Oh God! Well, you know what? Every time I played Dad in, in Wiffle Ball, he just crushes me every single time. Why am I going to play Wiffle Ball? I don't play Wiffle Ball with anybody else because nobody else likes to play Wiffle Ball. Why am I going to play Wiffle Ball? Versus, you know, in a different situation, um, he could go. Well, geez, you know what? He keeps kicking the crap out of me. I'm going to beat Dad one of these days, and he just keeps yeah. playing Wiffle Ball until he finally beats you. Now we go to the flip side of that whole thing. Um, you pull the punch a little bit or not necessarily let them win, but you don't necessarily crush them as, as insurmountably, but you show that the game can be fun versus, you know, versus it being specifically on win or lose. Uh, you show the game can be fun. All of a sudden they're sitting there going, well, you know what? I didn't beat dad, 
but maybe I can get my friends together. We can practice. Then I can come back and kick the crap out of them. And then so they- you're telling me it's bad to dunk on a two-year-old? No. Absolutely 100% dunk on a two-year-old. In fact, when you dunk, you got to do this. Every single time. And that is not bullying. That is teaching. And then, no, then as a victory celebration, you go and you F their mother. Yes. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. As a victory the victory thing, victory dance. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I think we, I, I honestly, I think we both got valid points because I can definitely, I can, de- I can 100% um, think of times in my life where I looked at something and I said, you know what? I'm going to, I don't care. I'm, I'm going to win at this. I'm going to beat this. Um, one of the things I can vividly remember was actually playing basketball. Um, I shoot bricks, 100% shoot bricks. Never been able to shoot anything in my life. Like, can't do a layup. I just, I can't play basketball. You would think being six and a half feet tall, that basketball would just come naturally to me. No, it doesn't. That is a stereotype. Just because you're tall does not mean you're good at basketball. So, one year I said, you know what? I'm going to get better at basketball. I am going to figure this out. I'm going to get better. So, I sat there for... Jesus, uh, every single gym class, if there was a basketball around, I would literally sit there. I would I would stand in different spots. I would find one specific cinder block on the wall, and I would just sit there and I would shoot. And I'd stand in a different spot, and I'd shoot, and I'd shoot, and I'd shoot until I kept hitting it 100% of the time. Then I'd move spots and hit that same spot 100% of the times. Move another spot, hit that 100% of the times. To the point of that cinder block on that wall, the paint was coming off of it. That's how many times I hit it with that basketball. And like, like it was literally my gym teacher saw me doing this and said, Hey, you're getting bonus credit for that. I said, for what? Like for practicing so much. I said, I'm just trying to hit that cinder block. He's like, yeah, but you keep practicing. You're trying. You're getting bonus, you're getting bonus points. For that. I'm like, cool. So by the end of that year, we start playing basketball. I still can't throw. I still shoot bricks. Still can't make a basket. Even though I practice all that time. So at the end of the day, I just said, you know what? Basketball is just not for me. But I tried. And the stubbornness in me just made it so that I kept trying and kept trying. Even though I failed, still can't play basketball to this day. Still can't shoot a, still can't shoot a basket. But the stubbornness in me kept me going. And I mean... Even after I kept trying and I still failed, I kept trying, still failed, kept trying, still failed. I still, at the end of the day, turned around and said, you know what? I didn't, I still didn't do it, but I tried, I gave it my best. And I can look myself in the mirror and say, I did everything I could. Basketball is just not for me. So I can definitely 100% think of a time where the stubbornness in me, the, and, and people telling me, I mean, I had everybody around me telling me that I sucked. Uh, except for the gym teacher. He was pretty cool, even though I didn't really like him all that much. But he was still pretty cool. He he wasn't really down on me. But everybody else was, you know, you suck, you blah, 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 blah. Even through all that, still kept going. And it was more of a, I had no delusions that I was going to be some basketball star. I had no delusions that I was even going to be making a basket by the end of that year. But I just said, you know what? I'm going to do this because I want to be able to look myself in the mirror and say, I did it. I did the best I could, and this is the outcome. Good, bad, or indifferent. 
this is what happened. I can put a nail in that coffin and lay that one to bed. Also, on the flip side, I can give I can give the opposite side of that, where, um, I would have I would have never really played video games if it wasn't for uh, people pulling their punches. And I can tell you that there are several people that I've played video games with that would probably not be playing video games if I hadn't pulled my punches when playing with them. I'll give you a great for instance. You nail the game Mortal Kombat, right? Yes. Okay. Well, it came out for the Super Nintendo on the Sega Genesis forever ago. In case anybody's curious, the blood code for Sega Genesis is B. Why I know that, I don't know. But I'm always going to remember that for the rest of my life. However, I used to play Mortal Kombat all the time in the in the arcades at my house. I, I was damn good at that original Mortal Kombat game. Uh, I used to have friends over all the time, and we would play Mortal Kombat. I would lose constantly. I didn't lose cons. I, I I didn't lose because I couldn't win. I lost because I was in the arcade, and I know that every time that I lost. I felt that kind of like crushing defeat of, man, I can't believe that. And I went back and I would continue playing. And I know that I'm super stubborn, but I know that if I didn't get access to playing other people who were not as good as me, I would never have played it. I would have never continued playing. And for a lot of my friends, they didn't have access to video games like I did. Video games was a big part of my life growing up. Um, So I know that if... I'm the only person that they got to play against. And I know if I was the only person I had to play against and I was at my level of, of play, then I would have probably never played Mortal Kombat again because I've been like, there's no point in me trying because I can't even get a kick in, let alone get enough time to practice moves and really work out here. Um, so I used to just, I, I would pull my punches. I would, uh, I would lose a, lose a match. Lose a, lose a round, lose a match, you know, tell them how to do the finishing move at the end of it. That should probably tip them off when they would win. I'd say, hey, do this. And all of a sudden, they'd tear my head off and they'd be like, oh, that's cool. Like, yeah, not awesome. How do you know that? Oh, I've done it a couple times. You should figure that <laughs> out. Now, of course, it was the bait thing, you know, because once I got them, yeah. once they started playing and they started getting the hang of it, then I started showing them how I could actually play the game with my feet and then I'd beat them with my feet. And, <laughs> and then we never played Mortal Kombat again. Ah, yes, of course. Well, yeah, that's that's some good advice. I think it's a. I and think you got a nail on the head, though, man. I think reading the room is the best way to do it. You know, see, yeah. uh, see what it is. I mean, if you if you're playing baseball or something, or, or you're teaching baseball and you're really rough on them, and they just uh, like, hey, you want to go play baseball? No, I don't want to play baseball anymore. Eh, maybe that's a sign that you're a little bit too uh, a little bit too rough there, and maybe maybe next activity you pull the punches a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely good advice. And and you know, ladies and gentlemen, I I know that we talk about God, what have we've talked about? We've talked about video games, we've talked about story time with Cecil, we've done uh drinking, we've had people black out on the show or pass out or I think I've fallen asleep on this show before, maybe. I don't know. There's a recording of me snoring, and I don't remember what that one was from. That might have been from a an extra life stream. Uh, but you know, we we've done a lot on this show. We've 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 done stuff that's uh, serious. We've done stuff that's fun. We've played games. We've 
Cecil's read some questionable things on an episode that should probably burn, uh, never be listened to ever, <laughs> ever, never again, again. never, <laughs> never, ever. Um, but I think I, I've always wanted people to walk away entertained, sometimes a little more informed. Uh, but the community that we've helped build around this show has, has been uh, something that I've always tried to help nurture and help grow um and uh i have to say that for all of you guys who listen who have come on this show or to continue to download and listen to this show i I thank you very much from the bottom of my heart and i hope that these little discussions that we have on this show have entertained you i hope that in some cases they've informed informed you you know, made you think about something a little bit differently in a better light. Um, I hope that uh, since uh, this is my last episode as an official member of the show, um, I hope Cecil will forgive me and give me a little grace on this. I say, I hope the good Lord blesses you and watches over you. Uh, And I will, uh, I will pray for Cecil and the show to continue uh, and I'll pray that uh, the people who come and find this show find some enjoyment. Um, I know funny podcasts during my times of difficulty and challenges have been uh, enlightening and brightening to my day. And uh, for anyone who listens to this show to get the kicks out of it, the laughs out of it, or some enjoyment, or just a break from a crappy day, I hope that uh, this show continues to be that source. And I, I hope that your life continues to get better. You get better at games. You get good, kid. I hope that you, uh, I hope you that you find some people. If you're looking for some people to hang out with, to talk with, to play with, um, and I hope that you can uh, help to continue to support GNA Podcast. And, and with that said, Cecil, where can the good people find you? You can find me on Cecil versus Games on Twitter, Cecil Xavier, everywhere else, uh, Facebook, Meta, Ustream. Uh, Twitch, um, jeez, pretty much everywhere. Discord, I'm in so many discords. Um, I'm in Gilded. I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place. If I'm not someplace, let me know. I'll go there too. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your once and final host, Blue Shark Forty Five. You can find me on Twitter at Blue Shark Forty Five. Uh, you can still find me and will continue to be able to find me on the GNA Discord. Um, I've been downgraded from green shirt to red shirt, so that means that the Borg attack, I'm probably going to die. True story. I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry. If a stormtrooper walks into the room, I'm going to get hit. They're not going to miss. They're, they're going to hit their target because, you know, red shirts, we just can't survive. But... Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this is the GNA Podcast. If you enjoy the GNA Podcast, we would love it if you would rate, review, subscribe. Reviews on iTunes help other people like yourself, kind of like yourself, maybe not exactly like yourself, completely different yourself. It helps people find this show. We would love it if you would tell us the one-star review and tell us what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. We'd love a five-star review. We've lived somewhere in between. We would love it if you just review this show. Please, we need more reviews because uh, it helps other people find this show. Uh, you can find us also on 
many other of your favorite podcast delivery services such as Google Play, Spotify, Spreaker, MyTuner, your listen. Uh, well, just about anywhere else. And if we're not on there and you happen to listen to us someplace else like YouTube, where you can also like, subscribe, you can leave comments about the show, uh, you can tell us like, hey, I'd love it if you would upload to this and we will get on that. Uh, things that would help to continue to sustain this show because we're currently on life support would be emails. Emails would breathe a life and vigor into us. I know I'm, I'm asking so much because who emails these days? I mean, maybe, you know what? If I put a P.O. box up for this darn show, I bet you we would get an email. <laughs> but emails, GNA podcast at GNA in your DNA dot one. Send us questions. Send us comments. As Cecil likes to say, send us death threats. We'd love to get an email from you. Uh, I'd like to stop getting emails from people telling us like, hey, I saw your website and it's, you know, like, I think it could be so much better. Please buy my services. Um, you can uh, find us on uh, Twitter at GNA Podcast, where if you go to the pin tweet, you can join our Discord server. You can find us on Facebook. Just look up GNA Podcast. Uh, you can also help support this show. Do you want to know how, how, how you can support the show? Do you buy video games? Ladies and gentlemen, then boy, do I have a website that you should check out. Because only, only the best people shop at this site this site and that site is humblebundle.com now humble bundle is really great because humble bundle allows you to go in and buy games at fabulous prices but you can determine where that money goes maybe that game developer wanted to support a certain charity or maybe humble bundle that month is supporting a particular charity like extra life you can determine where the money that you use to buy the game. I'm not talking like, oh, I got to drop 40 bucks on a game and then $1.99 to help out kids with cancer. No, 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 no. That 40 bucks, part of that 40 bucks can help support kids with cancer. Or you can be like, screw the kids with cancer, you know, because there's something wrong with you, maybe? I don't know. Um, you can slide that cancer support buyer all the way to zero and you can give more money to the developer. Um, but what you should do is any of these great sales links that you come across on the internet for like game packages where you can get the last few biohazard games at a decent price of maybe like $29.99. You just need to add to the end of that link that you find on the internet, question mark, partner equals gnapodcast.com to help them let them know that we sent you there and go scroll all the way to the bottom and where it says support GNA podcast just take that slider slide it all the way to zero we don't want your money we want none of that we want you to just let them know that we sent you there by putting question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end of any humble bundle link and finally ladies and gentlemen we have a website our website is gnapodcast.com you can go on there you can find some of our episodes we've got some photos in there 
Uh, we got a few other little cool gems on there. You should check it out. You should make sure you, uh, you know, favorite it. You know, that thing where you put the little star or bookmarks, whatever you, whatever your web browser is. I think if you're using stars, you're probably using Internet Explorer. And, and if you are, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to some other web browser because you are doing the Internet wrong. You really should focus on something else. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am thrilled to be here. I am thrilled to have been talking to you for the past 200, well, not 200, 100 something odd episodes that that I've been on and doing. And uh, Cecil, you know, getting thrown into this, what was that called? Teams or I don't remember the darn messaging server. Group me, group on. I don't flipping remember whatever it was. Oh God, yeah, I'm, yeah. Whatever that messaging thing was that uh, that uh, Gravemind threw me into. I'm so glad he did that. I'm so glad that you said one day you needed help, and I'm so glad to have volunteered and been like, hey, I'd like to do that because this has been. This has been a lot of fun. I've 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 moved up in the world. I have a better laptop. I've moved up from a headset to an actual recording microphone. I've learned how to edit podcasts. I've learned how to edit my own audio. I've learned how to stitch those podcasts together. I've written some funny jokes, some extremely lame jokes, and some really political jokes that have just gotten completely muted out by you because I've pushed the line too far. It has been a blast. And I look forward to continuing to hear this show on the airwaves and i look forward to coming back as a guest and just passing off my audio to you to completely edit because i'm lazy (laughs) well (laughs) like i've always said to everybody and anybody gna is a open podcast we love to have people on and you can if you anybody can come on we don't care who you are where uh, where you come from um or even what language you speak hell we can figure out how to translate you we'll translate you um so you'll always be welcome back anytime you want so don't uh don't fret don't uh don't think that there's any animosity whatsoever there is not so i hope you enjoy your time with your wife your child um and maybe someday way on down the line you can do exactly what bot and i did you can have a a daddy son podcast and and have it sent out there where they pull a knife on you and you're terrified for your life yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Maybe not the knife thing, but that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> but thank you very much, Cecil. Man, thank you so much. Thank you for everything that you've done. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for being here. And uh, I hope you, hope you have a great night, man. I hope you have a great weekend. Thanks. You too. And all of you that are listening, have a great week.